Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Hi, this is Gary McDonald, President and CEO of Maritime Resources. We're a gold exploration and development company. Our focus is in Newfoundland and Labrador. Our main asset is the Hammerdown Gold Project. This is a former high-grade operation that closed in 2004. It was operated by Richmond. So we're looking at restarting this mine. We have a big exploration program as well, 40,000 meters this year, that's focused on near mine targets and some regional targets that we've picked up through a number of new surveys. And our overall goal is to grow this company to 100,000 ounce a year producer, starting with our first project, which is the Hammerdown Gold Project, and around the 50 to 70,000 ounces per year. Garrett, good to see you. I haven't seen you since April. But I noticed some press yeah. releases. You, you have been busy. I, I did want to catch up. Um, look, and, and, and we'll pr- probably just remind people what you did. I mean, thanks for the summary there, but we're going to remind people where you're at and how you've got here. Um, but I want to talk today specifically about how you get from post getting hammered down into production, 50, 70,000 mark, up to that 100,000 mark, because that would be a significant, meaningful change for you. But however, at the moment, there's a massive disconnect. You're a $50 million Canadian company. I'm not sure people get the fact that you are going to be getting into production relatively soon. Uh, would you say that's a fair comment? Yeah, it's a fair comment. I think um, you know, with a $50 million market cap, uh, yeah, I think people are understanding what we're, you know, what our future is here. And for me, what I see here is the opportunity to to get a low capital, high grade starter project underway in about a year's time. Okay, so that's the Hammerdown project. So we have the advantage of being in Newfoundland and Labrador, which is a great mining jurisdiction. We've taken a number of steps to set this project up for the first, you know, first phase of 50 to 70,000. So we acquired the Nugapon Gold Circuit earlier this year with access to a permitted tailings facility. We then got the project released from the Provincial Environmental Assessment. Okay, so we really set that project up to move ahead. And we're now working on the feasibility study, which is, you know, the technical programs that we went through, the metallurgy, the geotechnical, the geochemical, and uh, and the resource and the mine plant. So all of those things are being worked on right now. But that's the that's the starter mine. And what I see here is the potential to grow even more up to 100,000 ounces per year. And that's really where the exploration program comes in. So we've invested uh, a lot of money this year in our biggest exploration program ever as a company, 40,000 meters. We've complemented that with a number of new high-resolution geophysical surveys that we've followed up on the ground with trenching and prospecting, soil sampling, just a good systematic exploration program that have picked up a number of new targets. So we believe that around the mine site as well, there's new, you know, obviously potential to expand. We've seen that uh, time and again. We had a press release out yesterday that showed we had some really high grade results around Hammerdown in Orion. We had 20 grams over three meters out of Orion. Some high grade, you know, pockets or shoots that are forming there at that one. So there's potential around the mine site itself, and then there's a number of regional targets that we're also looking at. So all together, this should fit into one, you know. You know, one project with multiple deposits feeding a central mill. But okay, we'll go there. But um, first of all, we got to we took got to talk about that here now. Okay, Newfoundland's had some amazing PR over the last you know let's say let's say nine months, twelve months or so. There's been some real company maker type finds in terms of grades. There's been some massive promotion of um, 
some of the companies coming into Newfoundland, you know, playing the neurology game. You've been around a bit longer. This project is a, a restart, effectively. It's an old former producing mine, 50 million market cap. So people either believe that there's something wrong with this project or you're not doing enough marketing and talking about it. I mean, wh where do you think the, this disconnect thing is occurring? Why aren't people looking at you? You're a Newfoundland project. Yeah, Newfoundland is a great place to work. There's been a lot of PR, like you mentioned. Um, you know, we've been focusing on the project execution, moving it ahead, going through the feasibility steps, of course. Um, you know, adding to that in a parallel work, work stream is the exploration program. So we're doing kind of two things at once to get everything working towards that 100,000 ounce a year target. Uh, you ask about the disconnect with a 50 million market cap. Um, you know, I think that people will start to look at that a bit differently once we get a little further advanced in the project, we get ready for construction, we make a go decision, the project financing happens, and then we get going. Okay, we do have the exploration program happening in parallel. So there's gonna be a lot of news coming out on that too. And there's a very good chance of making new discoveries along the way and adding also to the mine plan around Hammerdown. So um, I think that is, you know, a 50 to 70,000 ounce single asset producer in a junior company, you know, maybe that's what people, you know, are concerned about, but the potential for a 100,000 ounce a year company is, is, is very real. And the mineral potential of Newfoundland in the jurisdiction itself, that's very mining friendly and great to work with. I think that's uh, that's the recipe that we need. Mining friendly is, is, is good, but if you're invisible, it's not good. So are you pounding the streets, talking to some of the brokers, talking to the institutions? Um, because that's what's going to help. People need to hear yep. your story. So, you know, do you, I mean, what are you doing on that front? Yeah, we just picked up another, our third analyst research coverage from Sprott. So we're doing some marketing with that. And, you know, there's three analysts covering this now, Canaccord, Industrial Alliance, Sprott. Um, marketing, of course, is, is starting to pick up definitely now in September and October. Uh, conferences still generally virtual, but hopefully in person more. We're seeing a little bit more of that in, in around Toronto, starting to do more in-person marketing you know, as we start to get going here. But yeah, um, we're very busy with that. And I think it's starting to pick up. Yeah, and look, I'm, look, I'm not having a go. The precious metal charts are all pretty much look the same at the moment. It's people are interested in other shiny objects elsewhere uh, at, at the moment. I think the mood seems to be 2022 is the year for gold. That seems to be the message I'm, I'm, I'm hearing. But be between now and then, have you got enough cash to get on and do what you need to do? You're in the middle of a 40,000 meter drill program. Can you finish it with the money you've got? Yeah, we can. So we're sitting right now at about seven and a half million in working capital. So our programs are fully funded. Our, all of our engineering, our GNA, and our exploration programs remaining 20,000 meters that we plan for this 40,000 meter program all fully funded. Yeah, so we're in good shape. So you've got some results out. Assays, I'm hearing, across Canada, really slow. It's not weeks, it's months of delays. Um, so how many meters have you actually been able to talk to the market about? Yeah, we've we've done 20,000 meters year to date. So we're, we're now venturing on our next 20,000 meters with two drills. We're adding a third drill here shortly. But in terms of the assays yeah. coming back, I'm talking about what, yeah. how, how much of that 20,000 meters have you actually been able to into the market you know obviously when we see something that's uh we think is high grade we, we rush those there's still some assays in, in the lab that need to come through you know i probably think of the twenty thousand we've drilled we've probably released maybe you know 10 to fifteen thousand of that okay not too bad i'm guessing but i mean that you're right though assay labs are are taking longer i think and yeah, that's you know big demand in newfoundland for 
we're drillers and drilling, and there's a lot of samples being created for the lab to, to choose through. So, uh, yeah, it is taking uh, you know, several weeks to get results back. And some lovely inflation in there too. Prices going mm-hmm. up. Time, time is money and all of that. Uh, it's it's, it's tr- tricky times at the moment for miners. Okay, so um, with goes to um, what you are starting to... Let's stick with, actually. Let's stick with the fifty. How, do, how do we get fifty thousand, fifty to seventy thousand uh, ounces for us? Because you need that base, right? You need that base from which to grow. So you you did the deal with Rambler from memory. Got a mill. Got Tailings Pond. You also picked up some other assets uh, in, in there along the way, which I want to talk about in a, in a second. So the feasibility study is ready when? Uh, we're looking probably in Q1 now. It's been pushed okay. out a little bit. There's some drill results we were waiting for, and now the modeling. So we're getting into that now. And uh, likely in Q1, we'll have that out. Right. And so does that suggest a resource update as well? That'll be included in the study. That's correct. Right. And what's the target number that you feel you need to go for? You need to make a statement, don't you? We will include that as part of the technical report in the feasibility study. Yeah. But what, what, what size of resource do you think you need to come to market with? Well, if you look at the PEA study, we had a, a total resource in the mine plan of around, I think it was around 500,000 ounces in the, in the mine plan. You know, fairly high grade. We started with the hammer down deposit, which is, a, you know, a high grade open pit, right? And that's really the core of the business plan is that high grade uh, remainder of what hammer down left behind after when the mine was closed in 2004. So there's some very high grade veins that come to surface. There's a number of them. There's a potential uh, small pit there that has uh, fantastic grade. That's the generator. That's the cash flow generator. That creates your payback and gets the economics really ramped up. Um, there's some potential for underground mining below that open pit and also at our Orion deposit, which is only a couple kilometers away. So the answer to your question, how many ounces do we need to make this economic? Um, because our capital is, is relatively low, I think probably in the 50 million range Canadian. Um, I would think probably uh, three to 400,000 ounces maybe added into my plan here. But I'm not sure yet because I haven't seen <laughs> I haven't seen the, the mine plan yet. And is that, is that typical? I get that it's an open pit, high grade, you know, chasing veins. But, you know, we talk, we talk about some of the magic numbers, right? So the magic number, oh, 100,000 mm-hmm. ounce a year producer. Oh, it's got a million plus ounces of resource. You know, ASIC needs to be below mm-hmm. a thousand. But, you know, so there's numbers, that, magic numbers that people, investors look at and go, oh, we need to see something like that. But in your case, because it's a former producing mine, and I get the high grade component here, do you think you could kick off with a, well, 400,000 400, ounce resource and for that to excite the market or, you know, what do they need to understand for, for to be able to get excited about starting with a resource of only 400,000? Well, I think you got to look at the cash flow. For us, it's about making money. Okay, this is what we're here for. You know, this is a low capital, high grade starter project that is the, you know, the kickstart of a, well, hopefully an ultimate business plan to reach 100,000 ounces per year. And it doesn't have to be big to start off with. It has to be profitable. So, and I've seen too many projects that have gone too big and it's, you know, the market wanted to see, you know, big, low grade, high capital project that, you know, that blew up and we don't want to see that. So our approach is maybe a little bit different. Maybe we've got, you know, a very high grade project, a former high grade mine that really wasn't explored well. Right? They mined it and then they moved on. They didn't spend a lot of time exploring. So when we came on here a couple of years ago, we saw the opportunity that, you know, look, we can get this started. And there's nothing but mineral potential around us. Well, let's do that. Let's do both. Let's get this project going, generate cash flow, and try to grow it. 
And we're here in a province that wants mining and it's great to work with. So I couldn't think of a better place to do it. A miner making money. That's that's, that's unheard of, Garrett. Um, sacrilege. Now, <laughs> I, I like that. I, I, I like that. And we've seen a few uh, companies actually employ that model. And, you know, remember, it's about making money um, and not just keep plowing it back back in the ground. So um, I do appreciate that. What, um, what, what do you do next? So this thing's... You'll have a better sense after the feasibility study. We'll firm up on the on the on the economics, I guess, to allow you to kind of say, well, actually, we've we've got a starting a start time of X, whatever that may be. Yeah. So, do, are, are you moving things forward on 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 other fronts as well to allow you to start sooner? I mean, for instance, I know you've got some environmental permits which have perhaps allowed you, or environmental assessments, I should say, which have allowed you to maybe get a little bit of a head start. So maybe talk to us, you know, how you move this thing forward and, and quicker. Yeah. So when we got released from the environmental assessment this summer, that really that was a big step, and we followed that up recently. We've got uh, approval for some early works as well as some clearing and just getting the site ready. You want to do that in the winter, especially in Newfoundland, where you've got some wet conditions while the ground's frozen. Okay, so you want to have that all set up before springtime. When everything melts, things go uh, pretty wet and muddy, so uh, difficult to work in at that time. So we'll have all that prepared. So when we start construction next summer, we will be much further ahead. We'll have all the site cleared and ready to access, which will speed things up and reduce the capital cost. Essentially, and then with the construction period is what well, I know you kind of obviously did the Rambler deal, et cetera, but you know, mm. that will have speeded things up meaningfully. So what's the construction period? I don't think it's going to be too long. I think we're probably over a period of six months, we can, we can do all the work and we can work on things in parallel, which is nice too. So if you think of the three components for the project, uh, which, uh, there's the open pit, you know, pre-stripping, getting the site set up, which is, and really not that difficult for us because we have road access to the site. Our power line is only 600 meters long to get into the project. Right? We're right there. Everything is really set up. This is a brownfield site. Okay, so then there's also uh, the crushing, screening, and ore sorting equipment that we would bring in. All very modular, plug and play, very little earthworks required. There's very little overburden and water that we have to deal with. And then on the third part would be at the Naga Pond Mill, which is an existing gold plant that we need to refurbish. And the only other additional piece of equipment we'd have to add to the Nugapon mill is the uh, ball mill. So that, remember, we have to run the gold plant independently and at the same time as copper, the copper operation that Rambler is using right now or running right now. So that's simple to do. It's just one extra ball mill that has to get put in. So all of those three projects can happen at the same time. That's why I think it's going to be a very quick uh, construction period. That's, okay, that, that's interesting. And um, you are going to have to get to market, obviously. At some point, I mean, what, what's the timing? I know you've got seven million bucks, etc. But you're going to have to time that to get the construct the lead items in. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to go to market. So when would that be? How much will you be raising? Well, the project finance that we'd be looking at in, you know, around the feasibility study timing. So probably in Q1. You know, there may be a couple of items that we may need to to order ahead of time uh, deposits. Really, the two the main one lead items are the sorting plant and the ball mill. Everything else is fairly. Very straightforward. Okay, so in terms of cash maintenance, that, that is that deposits down, or do you pay up front, or how, how does that work? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's deposits down. We just put our, you know, maintain our position in the order system, and then make sure that they arrive on the same, you know, the time that we need them next summer. Right. So and, and, and to the point. So how, how much do you think? What, what's the range that you'd be raising? Just I know it's low low capex, but what sort of range would be looking for? Well, the capital we had in the PA study was fifty seven million Canadian. Okay, so I don't know the debt and equity. 
next that's going to depend it's it's a question i get asked a lot and we're just not quite there yet to answer so but there's been a lot of interest in providing the financing for the project which is really good so i do think there are some people that see that uh yeah you know the opportunity for the company to start and then grow from there um so i, I don't know i don't know what what the financing solution may be for this one yet we do have so you mentioned some other assets that we picked up as part of the the rambler transaction right so as, a, as an example, uh, Lac Beltier Gold project in Rouen, Noranda, a 200,000 ounce, eight and a half gram underground gold project that's open in all directions, 3,000 meters of underground development, and has really not been worked on for, you know, for many years, almost a decade. So we've got a royalty portfolio. There's some other projects as well that we picked up. These are all assets that we think have value and could potentially move that value into are you know financing our project in Newfoundland? There are opportunities, and we're looking at them now and having discussions with people. Right, and, and you're looking at them and trying to work out how you monetize those or how they could reduce your. your the yeah, exactly. Right. That's what we right, okay. we view those as opportunities to minimize dilution. Correct. Right, so you're not looking to build out a portfolio because you know there's some nice assets there. Um, you could do you could work on yeah. them yourself, but is your main priority just get into production and get some cash flowing and then we'll. We'll work it out after like that. We're a, we're a small company, so I think we have to focus and prioritize on our on our best asset, and that's the Hammerdown project in Newfoundland. So yes, we'd be looking to perhaps joint venture partnerships, uh, potential sales of these assets, and value you know get that value towards our, our Hammerdown project in Newfoundland. Okay, so you can't really tell us too much about that now. And just just do you want to come back a little, just a little bit on the exploration component because there's obviously your you're looking in and around the hammer down and you're looking probably regionally, but again, you've got to get the focus right and the balance right there in terms of what's going to have the most value um, to you uh, in terms of getting from you know, 50 to 70,000 ounces to hundred thousand mm -hmm. ounces. So regional development is like years off, right? It, it, sorry, the, the effect is years off apart from headlines for press releases, but in terms of making hammer down work more efficiently for you, what are you, what are you doing in terms of the drilling around there exploration? Yeah, so there's three areas around hammer down that are really interesting uh, based on the drilling we've done so far. So we've noticed that the veins continue northeast of hammer down. Uh, we had got an area called the golden anchor. Uh, essentially they're the same veins that have extended. Uh, we've uh, had some really nice hits 200 meters away from the hammer down resource in an area that really hasn't had a lot of drilling. So that's an area that's potential. It's uh, it's shallow, high grade, and uh, somewhere that we could potentially add ounces into the mine plant. So that's what we're looking for. We're not looking for ounces that are, you know, two kilometers down and would come in 20 years from now. We want kind of near term, high grade, shallow ounces that could potentially come in. Um, another area we've seen a lot of potential is in the press release yesterday, that high grade zone that we've encountered at Orion. Yeah, that's, you know, 150, I think it was 159 grams over, uh, you know, 0.3 meters. A fantastic intersection, and it's near some other high-grade hits. So there's, and like narrow vein mining happens all the time, you see these pockets of, you know, high-grade, it pinches and swells. You know, you got to find those. When you do, you can track them down, hopefully, and that's what we're doing at Orion. So potential there is wide open, and we're also seeing potential in and around uh, the middle of the property, right between Hammerdown and Orion. They've long been separated by two kilometers of basically no, no information. But we've done some work in here. The geophysics actually helped us. And we've started to see new veins showing up in between the deposits. So 
more potential uh, definitely in here and it's right on the edge of a swamp. So we need to let that freeze a bit and then get back in there this winter and drill, which we can all year round. So and those are the three areas that I think have the best potential to add ounces at the project. And at the same time, we're gonna be testing some of these regional targets that are right on surface, high grades that we've seen, and we'll see if there's any scale to them. And those will be very easy to add into the mine plan because they're very close to the highway that goes to the Nugget Pond though. Okay, so you can do a little bit more reach. I mean, what's the, what's the balance or split in terms of cash for you? In terms of in our cash position? Well, no, in, terms, um, yeah, in so terms of the spend between the okay. the work you've got to yeah. do around Hammer, Hammer Down and, and the regional stuff. Yeah, we've got 20,000 meters left in our in our plan, right? So we've done about half of our 40,000 yeah. meter program. I would think at the moment we've got about half of that allocated to Hammerdown and Orion in that area. So 10,000 meters devoted to near mine targets and the other 10,000 would be for regional targets. Now that could of course change at any time and, and that ratio could split. If we lock onto something that's really interesting, we'll focus on that. Okay. Yeah. So what's, what's that just, I mean, just so from my benefit, because last time we spoke, I thought, okay, you've got all, you're kind of like small but perfectly formed um, group, but, and the precious metal markets come off, I get it. But it's like you've not really um, set the market alight in a way that I, I, I hoped you would with the kind of Newfoundland kind of backdrop of conversations. Mm -hmm. um, what, what are you going to do about it? You, 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 you talked about maybe sp you've got another uh, uh, analyst covering you, so that's three, that's great. Mm -hmm. But what do you do in terms of like banging down doors and actually making people understand your version of the story, which is we think we could go from 70,000 to 100,000 ounces and we, we're only 50 million market cap. And if you look at 100,000 ounces of your producers, they're 500 million market cap and we don't have to spend much money to get there. It, it, it seems like a really simple story to understand, but you need to get more people talking about it and understanding it. What are you going to do? A lot of marketing, right? It's, I think, like you say, though, in a soft gold market, maybe people aren't listening, but uh, they should be because this potential is there for this starter mine and the 100,000 ounce a year target. So I think that, uh, you know, more marketing, hopefully in person now, we start to do a bit more of that, especially in Canada and the USA as we, as we start. Um, attending the conferences, we're, we're always marketing and social, social media is a big presence as well. Um, I think we just stick to the stick to the knitting, as the saying goes, focus on the details, the results. You know, I admit we're not overly promotional, okay, but I'm, you know, focusing on getting hammer down ready, exploring these great targets that we have. Right? We've got a great group of shareholders that are backing us. We've got money in the bank. We're setting this self, this company up for the future, I think really well. Um, but you're right, we do have to get out there and tell the story. Always, you have to do that. Um, but you can't can't ignore the, the details either in getting the project ready to go. So that's what we've been focused on. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.